Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi, you're joining the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast, the podcast where we take a veteran viewer and a virgin viewer of horror movies and discuss them and apparently try to also murder me. I'm uh, the girlfriend. My name's Cindy. Guess which one is which, which one's the veteran, which one's the virgin. Uh-huh. You're not really a virgin, though. I think that's because... Well, because we're uh, two years in. Yeah. While we're in our second year. I mean, second you've year. at this know. point seen more horror movies than a lot of people. True, <laughs> but, but a lot of like you know, uh, I was gonna say like older movies, but that's not true either. We've seen we've some. Managed to avoid a lot of the biggies so far. In two years, I'm pretty proud of the fact that we've not been like. So let's just do all the Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, I want to do those at some point, but we've been pretty. We're working up to it. Yeah, no, I don't say we're working up to it. It's just you got to spread that out. You can't do all that at once. Huh. This is uh, August, which is Josh's month, and uh, the theme for the month, we are watching movies uh, that are very similar. Ghosts. They're ghost movies, but they're, they're similar elements as well. It's a lot of ghosts and things. We've done Devil's Backbone, Guillermo del Toro. We did The Changeling. Peter Medak. I didn't know what to say there. And now we are doing what? Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. Directed by David... Well, written and directed by David Kep. I don't know who that is. Uh, you actually do know who he is. You just don't know his name. Tell me. David Kep uh, is a f- director who's done a few things, but you mostly know him as a writer. He wrote Jurassic Park, oh, Mission Impossible, yeah. okay. Snake Eyes, Panic Room, and Spider-Man. Yes, I actually do know that person. <laughs> yeah, he's a very integral part of your... Mid to late '90s, early 2000s uh, film Big scene. Movies. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, then I do know that. So this comes. This is from 1999. You said. Uh, st- yeah, it was released September 10th of 1999. It is one hour and 39 minutes long, and like all good horror movies made after 1970, what? it is rated R. R. So 1999 September. That was my first year in college. So I was in uh, here in West Virginia for the first time ever. Oh, yay. About one month in, I'd say. I you was a sophomore in high school. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sophomore in high school. Word, Peyton City High School, tearing it up, living that life. As <laughs> if we were back then, you could be like, I'm dating a college girl. <laughs> uh, I didn't know you back then there, though. <laughs> I wasn't dating anyone in 10th grade. I was flying solo. I was really, I was like, I'm just really into my art right now. <laughs> you were that kid. Uh, uh, I'm taking time for me to like write and do things and I don't want someone to slow me down. That's fair. Which is more like, you know, I'm really shy and I don't want to talk to anyone and put myself out there. So I'm going to pretend that it's about me. And, <laughs> I was yeah. uh, living on my own for the first time and I had totally reinvented myself. Like, from the get-go. That's part of living on your own, though, right? Right. Especially, like, the idea of, like, going away to college, yeah. you know? Especially when you go someplace where no one from high school Exactly. Or, like, very few people, and you're like, I get to kill the high school me. Yep. And create the college me. And that's what I did. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun couple years, your first couple years of college. Um, so... I looked up some trivia about 1999. I forgot how fucking crazy 1999 was. Oh, yeah. We had, let's see, was Columbine was then, Oh, right? yeah. 
April twentieth. Uh, Diana. No, that was before then. Um, Column I just sticks in my head. I remember that's a big one. Uh, Yeah, I remember in nineteen ninety nine being like, "This is the biggest event of my lifetime." Nothing will ever uh, supplant it as far oh, as the importance Josh, in my head. Is this all your fault? And then... God damn it. 9-11 happened. Um, and then so, the comments started happening once a month. Yeah. Uh, 1999, then, the euro is established. Right? Okay. So we have the euro. Mm-hmm. Clinton is acquitted on impeachment proceedings. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Remember when that was all we had to worry about? Bertrand Picard and Brian Jones become the first people to circumnavigate the globe in a hot air balloon. Jesus Christ. Wow. That had to have been terrible. Wow. Think about, there's not a lot of room in hot air balloons. Ugh. We're not talking like a Zeppelin, like a fucking... Josh, while you were watching Zeppelin. scary movies, I was watching The Great Chipmunk Adventure. I know all about hot air balloons and adventures that you can have in them um, while collecting small chipmunk dolls and chipette dolls. Fair. But honestly, almost all of my hot air balloon knowledge comes from Police Academy 4, Citizen Zone Patrol. <laughs> That's funny. Mine comes from, you know, a cartoon movie. Mm. When Mahoney jumped on the top of it and slid down. And oh, yeah. And Sharon Stone was in it. And Yeah. Wow. I liked the police academy movies when I was a kid. I thought they were funny. I did too, but I just don't remember them that well. What else was going on? Anything else going on in 1999? Yeah, like I said, Columbine was April 20th. Uh, Napster debuted. And that's a thing. That's a game changer. I like about doing the history because it's all kind of a jumble. Like, we don't, when you think back, it just kind of all happened. It didn't occur to me that Napster came out after Columbine. Here's how much the world has changed and how what people don't understand about my generation. I really am not. I really am closer to being a Gen X than a, than a millennial for sure. Here's why. My freshman year of college, everybody had laptops. And we knew so little about networking that all the laptops hard drives were all networked together. And you could just go on the network and, like, see what somebody had, you know what I mean, had downloaded. So, like, all the local... How many times did you get caught with porn? Um, there was so much, there was so much porn. No, it was just, like, every song you could imagine was just at my fingertips. Like, I have hundreds of burned CDs, mixed CDs, from any song you wanted. People, like, made it a job to use the, well, it wasn't Wi-Fi, um... It was the landline, but and just Napster and then Pirate Bay and no, it wasn't Pirate Bay. We had a landline. I'm saying dial-up. Is that what you're referring to? Like dial-up internet? No, we had landlines. Like at Wesleyan, we just plugged in. We all had Ethernet cables. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought okay, I misheard you. We didn't have Wi-Fi until my senior year. I think. Well, Wi-Fi wasn't a thing till later. Okay. Uh, I remember the first time I experienced Wi-Fi. I was like, "This is fucking crazy." Uh, 1999 was also the year of the Kosovo or Balkans War, as it's oh, wow. outside of the area. Um, I would end up teaching a lot of uh, teenagers yeah. from that area. Uh, Sega debuted the Dreamcast, and we all bought it. And they continued to chug along as a titan of the industry. <laughs> I actually owned a Sega Dreamcast, and I played the shit out of Crazy Taxi. And fun fact. The Sega Dreamcast is the first console system to come with a built-in web browser. 
there you go. And I can't believe it failed because it was a fun-ass system. Yeah. Uh, and this is insane. I didn't realize this was a thing. 1999, Boris Yeltsin retires and is replaced by Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Fuck that shirtless There's turd. protests going on right now over his uh, new election again. Yeah, he's just all president for life because, uh, fuck him. Uh, people that were born in 1999. Little Nas X, singer of Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah. Taylor uh, so Riggs from The Walking Dead. And Kiernan Shipka, the new Sabrina from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Cool. All born in 1999. People that died in 1999. All right. Because there is an event this is going to link to that I didn't bring up that I was going to save till the end, till the latest into talking about this. So people that died: Here Stanley Kubrick, Joe DiMaggio, <laughs> wrestling star Rick Rude, Aww. Oliver Reed, star Aww. of two movies we've done before. Right? He was uh, in The Brood with uh, directed yeah. by Cronenberg, and he was in Curse of the Wolfman. Oh he yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, Talks very much like this. But he talks very much like this. Uh, how, did I, how could I have ever forgotten? George C. Scott died in 1999. Oh, that was last, last week's uh, episode. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Madeline Kahn. Oh. And oh. there are two deaths that I... I Madeline Kahn's hard for me. ...think most speak to 1999, and I kind of almost included them in the event section... But I wanted to talk about them and not the circumstances of their death so much. And that is John F. Kennedy Jr. Oh, yeah. Died and, in 99 uh, with a plane Carol crash. Carolyn Bissett Kennedy, yeah. Yeah. And? And? Matthew Shepard. Oh, yeah. Was oh, yeah. Jesus. So when Matthew Shepard was uh, dragged behind that car and tied to the fence and died. That was yeah. in 1999. So... Wow, 1999. Um, oh, my gosh. It seems like... It's it's so strange. The Matthew Shepard thing is something that in our line of work, well, yours particularly, you know, uh, working in nonprofit and with the youth, the way we do the the, the Matthew Shepard and the Ryan, uh, what's the other one? Well, the, their foundations and their things that we talk about, we know about, and it seems like it was just yesterday, and it's always been here. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Um, Nineteen ninety nine, though, an incredible watershed moment for uh, for film like the the movies that came out the year this movie came out it came out against like the matrix the green mile 10 things ahead about you fight club magnolia american beauty which is not the best picture of that year the mummy eyes wide shut lake placid big daddy like the talent of mr ripley blair witch project what would you say should have won that year i'm biased uh sleepy hollow was also that year i love sleepy Um, hollow October Sky and being John Malkovich, Office Space, Boondock Saints, Galaxy Quest, My Brother, Iron Giant. This came up against a movie that it um, gets compared to a lot, which is The Sixth Sense. Okay. Um, if I had to pick what I think the best movie of 1999 was, what would it have been? I probably would have given it to Magnolia. Um, it's a good movie. I, I just really love PTA a whole lot. <laughs> a good movie so maybe but that's me i oh. get it but let's talk about this movie is there anybody I need to look for any cameos who was in this well film? hold on hold on that's that's the deaths oh the gosh the okay. new words of 1999 oh this will be fun our blog okay carbon footprint okay texting and what was the thing 
vape. Ugh. Yep. My life was all about AOL Instant Messenger. You've got mail. No, it was the Instant Messenger. <laughs> what? Remember ICQ? Bing. It's like I, there was like ICQ. Remember this twelve-digit number? And yeah, it didn't take off. Like at uh, at my college, where like we didn't even use our phones anymore. We just would message everybody, everybody on the yeah. Instant Messenger. I had I had both. Um, I remember I talked all the time in my freshman year on ICQ to a girl in uh, England who nice. was probably not a girl. It was probably catfishing the fuck out of me. Sweet. But like, I never sent him anything or anything. It's just, you know, like, hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Oh, it's crazy. I'm talking to someone over there. And oh I'm my like, God. I, could, could, I should have gotten myself killed. I loved chat rooms. I loved the hilariousness of like a dick pic was so funny because it was just like, really, dude? Oh God, that's so sad. Yeah. Like, I never not good, a, Sin. Not good. Never got to chat rooms because I don't like talking to random strangers in real life or on the internet. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I, I like the anonymity yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm a weird form of narcissist where if you put me in a room of 100 people, I'm like, uh, I don't want to be here. It's awkward. Right. Uh, and then, but then they're like, but in this room of 100 people, you're the center of attention. I'm like, I'm in it to win it. Put well, me you'd on get the on. stage yeah. and I will talk. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we work, bud. We're the same. <laughs> uh, all right, so this movie. Yes. We talked about David Kep. Um, he wrote and directed the film. It's based on a novel by Richard Matheson, who is fucking incredible. So Richard Matheson is a novelist and screen and television writer of some note. Okay, wrote, what would I know? Um, okay, his probably his biggest novel was The Last Man on Earth, which was made into a movie with Vincent Price, then remade as The Omega Man. With Trump Omega Man. And then made a th- remade a second time as I Am Legend with Will Smith. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. He wrote House of Usher, The Pit and the Pendulum, The Raven for Roger Corman. He wrote on, he's one of the original writers on Twilight Zone. He wrote The Night Stalker and The Night Strangler. Television movies, like, he's pretty fucking awesome. And we should just acknowledge that Richard Matheson created a lot of the good things yeah of the 50s and 60s oh, okay um that's cool yeah so the cast is actually pretty, pretty decent good here we got uh so <laughs> kevin bacon yes we've yet to talk the about sizzling that is kevin and bacon i'm surprised that in two ish years of doing this show we've not gotten to kevin bacon yet um he plays tom you know him from footloose from everything tremors which we will one day do on this show flatliners uh yeah the river wild that's a fucking awesome movie that no one talks about okay you ever seen the river wild no it's awesome it's totally like a genre suspense horror movie okay where well i don't want to ruin it but it's him and meryl streep and it's dope as fuck (laughs) okay it involves whitewater (laughs) so excited okay Really, and David Strathairn, and I really, really like The River Wild, um, and Mystic River, right? So yes. Oh yeah. Mystic Kevin Bacon is our lead. Tom, our lead. Mm-hmm. His wife is Catherine Irby. She plays Maggie. You, you would probably know her from Law and Order: Criminal Intent. I'd have she to see her. One of the lady detectives. She's a lady detective with Vincent D'Onofrio. She's in What About Bob, and she's in the second Mighty Ducks movie. I like What About Bob. That movie cracked me up. Yep. Um, 
Their child, Jake, is played by Zachary David Cope, who was in this, and he played the nephew of Adam Sandler in The Wedding Singer. That's really all he's ever done. Uh, Trying to think. Okay. Rounding out the cast is Ileana Douglas as Lisa. Okay. You would probably know her best from To Die For, Ghost World, which is such a good movie. Um, And Cape Fear and Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn is one of these actors who you've seen him in 45,000 things and he's always played like the dad character and he plays a dad character in this. He plays Frank. Uh, he's in Hot Shots. Part two? No, oh, the first one. Okay. Well, I've seen Hot Shots yeah, a million times. I'll just the first, see their face. First one. Uh, Dave, Snake Eyes, I Heart Huckabees. He's the, um, the dad in Transformers, the first Transformers movie. Okay. Like he... He's the go-to character actor dad. Okay. Like Bugflower. I'm was just the trying to think of one face that's in all those. Drunk but in okay. The 80s. He he's your go-to like dad. Okay. In the 90s and 2000s. All right, I'll know him when I see him. Oh, this movie. Okay, so do you have a poster to show I do. me? So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster of the film, and I try to discern some sort of meaning from it. So I was living in the bubble that is a private college life. Very rarely went off campus for stuff, so I probably don't remember. Let me see. I think I saw th- I saw this with my mom. I don't think we saw it in theaters. I think she rented it and rented it a lot. Like, I saw this movie <laughs> okay. a lot with my mom growing up. Let's see. Um, the tagline for this movie is, In every mind there is a door that has never been opened. Oh. Weird. Okay. So we've got an amber close-up of Kevin Bacon and he is very prominent we've got shirtless man scary images very sepia tone i'm gonna guess this is a movie about a man who buys a house and it's haunted (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know that's what it looks like i'm gonna go with like it, it fits our theme where the ghost is actually the good guy um, uh, but it's stir of echoes. So I'm going to say maybe Kevin Bacon plays a mentally ill patient who everyone thinks is schizophrenic because he's hearing voices, but it turns out that it's actually a ghost and he solves the crime and everyone feels bad about it. Okay. Like misdiagnosing him. Let's see how close you are. <laughs> okay. All right. So where can we watch this? Uh, I'm sure you can get on Amazon. I actually ordered the Blu-ray because I was... Because that's you? Yeah, I mean, I like this movie. I'll be honest with you. This is the one that I'm the most interested to rewatch this month because it's the one it I've been? not watched in the longest. It's been years. Cool. Uh, but I remember, like, being a kid, well, being like in high school and watching this movie a lot. And this, because it's a ghost movie made in 1999, of course, it ran into the Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. And the Sixth Sense yeah. came out the the winner. Like, the winner, the one we all still talk about. It's the about. Armageddon, and what's the other one uh, that came Deep out? Impact. Deep Impact. But I I like this more than the Sixth Sense. And I know there's going to be people out there that are going to be like, oh, well, that's a very hipster thing to say. Like, of course, you like the less popular one. Most people I know prefer, like, Deep Impact over Armageddon. I just like. Like, it's. I mean, not to say that I, when I first saw it, I didn't enjoy. Um, it's just once they're both sense. they're both for set like certain demographics. I think this one just is more rewatchable. Like once you watch the Sixth Sense once, you're kind of like, okay, I got it. I twist done. But I don't know. I like this movie more. Okay, so I'm excited to watch it. 
Let's go watch it then. Big ups to my mom for loving this movie. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Haven't you ever heard about people being operated on when they're under hypnosis? No, but I don't believe in any of that. Right. Really? All right, Chris, can prove it. Might you hypnotize somebody? Yeah, do me. Come on. What's the worst that can happen? What the hell was that? Time to hit the sack. I love you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a happy guy. He's a receiver now. He can't stop it. He can't slow it down. What do you know about that girl, Samantha Kozak? She ran away. What happened? I'm supposed to take. I want to talk to you. You're not yourself right now. This is the most important thing that I have ever done in my whole life, in my whole stupid life. And you want me to just stop? Whatever door you open in my brain, I want you to shut it. Don't do that! Can I ask you a question? Does it hurt to be dead? Hey guys, welcome back to the back half of Stir of Echoes for week two or are we on week three no week two three three gosh of august it's flying by what did everybody think is this a kevin bacon movie everybody was familiar with but me because i i've never even heard of this movie but i liked it it was enjoyable it's, it's so weird this movie like got totally crushed by the sixth sense like everyone remembers mm-hmm. in 1999 like oh the sixth sense came out mm-hmm so not this, this movie. And, this movie. Uh, it it definitely got the 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 deep impact. Uh, I don't know. I would. Part. I think sixth. If I'm putting them up against each other, I think Sixth Sense is a better movie. Honestly, I had some issues How with this. Dare you? I had some issues. We'll we'll get into it. Okay, so this movie was about. Um, it takes place in Chicago in a little neighborhood, and. Kevin Bacon gets hypnotized and ends up being able to hear the ghost that his son talks to, and he ends up solving a murder in this little neighborhood. That's what I think they were going for. What do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, the the best synopsis I found on IMDb was after being hypnotized by a sister-in-law, uh, a man begins seeing haunting visions of a girl's ghost, and a mystery begins to unfold around him. This movie's pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very short, and it, it feels short. Like it, it, it yeah, it, it's it's brief. It doesn't drag. Let me tell you think. the problem I had with this movie was. Nail me. So Nail in me. the Changeling, you know, the house was really a character in the movie, and. Um, I would say that in the Changeling, arguably the house is the most interesting character. Well, yeah, that might be. We had the most information on it but anyway so in this movie it seems like they really really wanted it to be the the point driven home was how great this neighborhood was and how close they were like they had a block party every day you know like the whole neighborhood would go out to a party and then a block party and then it was it they did everything as a group close-knit neighborhood however it's the kind of neighborhood we all kind of wish we grew up in mm, because if that were the case, then not, the fact not that... Not the it, dark dealing oh, well, yeah, like no. the, Just but, that everyone like, knows each other's names. Everyone's like cool right, with each right. other. That is the cool part. But it also, there's... Um, if it's supposed to be such a close-knit neighborhood, right? 
then how come a girl went missing for six months and nobody really talked about it or knew about it? Or, oh, who is she? Like, they had no idea. In a little neighborhood like that, if somebody went missing, yeah. it's a big fucking deal. It, I got the impression, and again, I don't think the movie really tells you one way or the other. I got the impression that she's, like, neighborhood adjacent. But... If it was... She's, like, from a couple mm, streets over. No, I'm even going to veto that. Because if her sister was the local babysitter, like, you would know that stuff. Does that make sense? Like, I was a babysitter for um, a family. There were two sisters who lived near each other, and their parents lived close. So they, I would babysit for one house or the other, but both you know, all the sets of kids. And my only connection to them was that I was their babysitter. But they knew my mom and dad, like, from driving me home. They knew my parents. They knew yeah. my story. Like, I, I would think, right, if a girl went missing, it would be kind of a big deal. There was also... Um, I the, think, well, I think they, they play it up as... Because when Kevin Bacon mentions it to the cop, his reaction is, like, she ran away, didn't she? Like, everyone just... Well, and then that's the other thing. So then we're looking at the cop, right? she's low-functioning. I think it's important, like, not necessarily on the point of her running away, but I think it's important when we talk about... That she was suspicious of this character. she was low-functioning as we move forward. Is that the correct terminology? Yes, low-functioning. She was... In some form, yeah, she was she was delayed in some respect. Like maybe developmentally delayed, yeah, or socially delayed. She seemed maybe autistic. I don't want to like throw. It was ninety nine diagnosis. That was kind out, of a new but... diagnosis at that time. But anyway, so that I, th- I thought there was a hole there. If you're going to make the neighborhood a really tight neighborhood, having if it had been like five years ago. Right? I would get it. Or even like two years ago, I would get it. Because you tend to forget. If it had been the, the dads that had killed her when they were young. When they were younger, let's say. Children. Right. Um, then we also have where she was hidden, um, the level of decomposition of six months was a little insane. Uh, that was not correct. Uh, number one, number two, the smell. Um, there was just like a lot of stuff that I was like, that doesn't add up. Uh, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. Um, and then I think I said to you right at the end, I said, this is a good example of those movies that we talk about where if anyone would just listen to the woman that you always talk about, because the ghost tells, um, Kevin Bacon's character, you know, don't stop talking to the boy. Just ask me directly. Like, ask the ghost directly. And he won't do it. And he ends up alienating his wife and freaking everybody out. If he had just said, hey, who are you? Why are you here? She would have been like, here's why. Dig right here. This is the point. There you go. Those are... And then... I feel like you're coming at this movie in a way that I have to not defend it. No, I mean, like, I, I enjoyed it. It was an interesting story. I did not expect um, what happened. You know, I didn't expect it to go the way it did, which was really interesting. This movie is very prescient for 2020. And but the there fact are- that the main bad guy is a fucking cop. Well, yeah. Is a douchey white cop. But then there's also... He's like, also a landlord. He's like everything that sucks rolled into one. I had a problem with that. I had a problem with... Um, I immediately knew he was a suspect when he had talked about just kind of in passing wearing a uniform and you're like, okay, he's a cop. 
And then when somebody brings up the girl, he's like, hey, how do I know that name? What is that? Like, bitch, if that was a six-month-old investigation, even if it was a runaway, you would fucking remember it. Like, sorry. And I immediately, that kind of got my hairs up. And I was like, oh, that, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right at all. Um, the other, again, overall, it was a good movie. But I didn't like how, from the time... Kevin Bacon starts digging in his backyard to the end of the movie is like one night and maybe two, but she's, his wife is going away. Like she finds out her grandmother died and the funeral will be on Sunday. She leaves that night and then ends up coming home that night because there's a funeral that night. Like it was just weird. I thought. I think a lot of things just got compressed. That might be. Um, like we talked about this movie is like an hour and 39 minutes long. It's, it it is very short. Like there's no, there's not a lot of meat on the bone. It's just A to B to C to D. Like things just happen. Um, yes. And, and it's very, and I could get where people would be like, I don't, everything just seems like it's, it's moving so quick. And I, I like that mm-hmm. because I'm just like, all right, I, this is the world I'm in. I'm just going to buy into it's a things, it's a know. very 90s movie the look of it you're like oh, okay that's definitely like 1999 yeah. 2000 it has jennifer morrison from um not wicked what's that movie? she's real famous for playing snow white in that tv show once upon a time mm-hmm. like that's where people know her from um it had uh i forget her real name but she plays paris in gilmore girls <laughs> she plays the sister of the girl who's missing and also the babysitter. Um, what else? I, I feel like this movie would... Okay. Okay. I feel like this movie would not work at all if it weren't for Kevin Bacon. Correct. I feel like Kevin Bacon... This would definitely be a beeline movie. ...is the, the glue that it's, holds this movie together. Mm-hmm. I enjoy him so much in this. I just enjoy and, Kevin and even Bacon. Catherine Irby as, like, his wife. Mm-hmm. I like them so much, and I so believe them as characters mm-hmm. that yeah. I excuse other things in this movie. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I love Kevin Bacon, even when he's crazy Kevin Bacon in this. Yeah. Like, when he's digging in the yard, and he's like... And he looks like skinny Christian Bale. Yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently that's just how Kevin Bacon looks all the time. <laughs> he's just, he's a lean, he's, he's a, lean a very man. lean man. He's a lean man. Um, but Catherine Ruby comes out, the wife comes out, and she's like, so... What are you doing? And he's like, I think we know what I'm doing. Why doesn't he ever just, just what tell are you looking her? for? And he's like, I think we both know what I'm looking for. It's it's a matter of where I'll find it. And she looks over at her kid who's digging a hole, looking for a dead body. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Don't worry, it's definitely not over there. I just kind of wanted to have it. You know, I'm looking at I'm, I'm babysitting, and I wanted him out here with me. I also wanted to bring up the um, at one point. So the wife mother knows what's going on like she knows that her son and her husband are seeing this ghost and she's not right and there's like this random thread of a story where she runs into somebody who can recognize in her son that he can see things too right and the only purpose for that whole like i thought that was going to become something almost like in the shining like oh you've got the shining no it was just to explain yeah, the title essentially the and the cool powers. the cool flashlight metaphor that gives yeah. us the title like that's the only reason 
it's almost like they edited the movie and they're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. We need to go back in and add a, a, a strong black man who will explain it to him. I think that this movie is a good, not great, but fun movie. Okay. And I think that it is something that would be better suited for a show. Oh, this would be like an interesting, like an ongoing TV Mm -hmm. show, and develop things a little bit better. It wouldn't be so compressed, which was the essentially the problem I had with it. You could develop the neighborhood. You could explain why they have these parties. You could explain why they go to see the Timberwolves together or wherever the fuck they're going. Even compressed, I still, I could sit through this. I think Changeling is a better movie that informed this movie. I think there's definitely changeling fingerprints all over this movie with mm. the setup and whatnot. I but I think that this movie is way more fun than Changeling is. Like I It's I, more watchable I than Changeling watch is. Watch it again. But before for the, I watch the Changeling. It's almost like the Changeling was too slow, right? It was and that this eight, and this is too fast, exactly. I need a good medium. And then uh Devil's Backbone's right in the middle. <laughs> in that sweet spot. Um, uh, yeah, I, give I, me some... I like this movie. I don't. I won't say that I love it. I, don't, I won't say that it... I think I was pleasantly surprised because I haven't seen it in a long time. And I watched this several times in high school. Um, and I, I was glad that it... It held up. It held up to the point where I was like, it's still... Nothing I love from childhood holds up. Remember the, the Tasty Cakes episode? There's oh, so many so things sad. in my childhood that hold up. Josh has witnessed too. Yeah. We, I used to love this one, you know, like a little Debbie thing. It's a tasty cake specialty up in Philadelphia area. And I was so excited to finally get one when I took him to visit where I grew up. And I put the whole thing in my mouth. And he just watched as my whole face went from joy to, oh, this is so gross. I can't do this. Why did I ever like this? Well... You were talking about this movie being too fast. Too fast? Was Is there a different cut, maybe? That There's not we... a different cut, but the original script, these are some things that happened differently in earlier drafts. Oh, okay. So hit, hit me. Maggie's sister, Lisa, was actually her brother, Philip, in the original script. Why they, I wonder why they changed that. I think that. they just had the actress and okay. decided to change that character. Uh, to find out what was wrong with him, Tom had an MRI scan done by a cousin of Maggie's, a neurologist. So there's going to be a whole, like kind of like a b story of subplot that's kind of like phenomenon isn't it why are you doing this all of a sudden like do you have brain cancer like what's going like yeah like phenomenon which what came out what 96 97 where john travolta gets these powers and it turns out he has a brain tumor yep um we found out in the original script that tom met his wife while working as a lifeguard and his psychic abilities helped save her from drowning. Like, he knew she was in trouble before she was actually in trouble. Oh, that'd be kind of yeah. an interesting twist. What else? Anything? And originally, instead of accusing the the parents of having something to do with her sister's disappearance, the babysitter was going to be worried they were abusing their son. And that was going to be a whole subplot where Tom they uh, were. found out that she was being abused by her stepfather and he confronted him oh and at the very end of the movie maggie was going to give birth to a little girl who was going and to have samantha the same psychic abilities that, that they had that was another problem i had i am a mother of two that's just a fact when you go to have a second baby after your first you start showing significantly sooner so with my first baby I mean, I started showing into the second trimester, I think. But 
I know it wasn't like this, but I honestly feel like as soon as I went, oh, I'm pregnant with my second, none of my clothes fit. And it was like, oh, I'm pregnant again because your body kind of knows what it's doing at that point. So she announces she's pregnant. She's six weeks along and she's wearing belly shirts. She's running all over, climbing things. There's no sense of the fatigue, the morning sickness of anything with her being pregnant other than a reason to show that Kevin Bacon's character is a dick. I think this movie only takes place in the course of like a week or two. Though. Yeah, it's quick. Like, I don't think it's... Normally with ghost movies, like, the changeling was drawn out over months. If right. Like. If, not, if not years from when uh, his family was killed to when he moved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I like the, um, the aspect. I think one of the coolest things about this movie, I remember it sticking out when I saw it originally, was the whole hypnotism. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that, about that just aspect I thought that was really cool and the you know idea that, of hypnotism that, that whole sequence mm-hmm. that hip, uh, hypnosis sequence it follows actual hypnosis techniques and when they did it originally did he fall under the no, spell people in the audience were falling asleep oh like they not the everyone, 8% like, they, that they, they would have about. like certain people that would like nod off in like test screening so they had to put like a music cue to break it at up. At the end of the scene to wake people up that were like nodding off or had nodded off. That's kind of that an interesting a uh, thing. That's interesting. Uh, and the this film kind of addresses something that people who do hypnotism say is real, which is the idea that you can hypnotize someone and plant like simple suggestions. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a way of getting someone to be so relaxed that they let all their defenses down and then they can remember things that they've blocked out. Yeah, but it's also... It's not... Like, people who do hypnot, uh, hypnosis... It's unethical, right? Well, it it's a form of therapy if you agree to it. But a he lot doesn't of agree people... To it. A lot, well, he, he goads her into it, right? Not to the suggestion. Into no, hypnotizing, yeah, but, that, but... yeah. The whole thing, like, that's a thing that you could do with hypnosis is, like, you're going to be a little more open-minded or, you know, you're going to not want to smoke as much, things like that. Mm-hmm. You can't do things that you see on TV of being, like, you're going to cluck like a chicken. You can't, it's <laughs> you're not, going like, to. mind control. You can't do that to people. And that's what a lot of people who swear by hypnosis are always, like, anytime you see anyone do that shit in, like, reality mm-hmm. shows or what like that's fake they're faking that that's not possible right even if even the people that are like super hip like susceptible to hypnosis it doesn't work like that you don't bark <laughs> like a dog you don't cluck like a chicken that's just made up bullshit it's just sugge- power of suggestion so, to an open mind yeah it's just a thing of like letting someone have their guard like letting their guard down and then being able to access things that their mind finds painful and blocks out which is why I guess some people swear hypnosis is the best way to drudge up um, like painful memories or traumatic events and, and confront them. Because you can do it. Because your brain is able to fully bring the event back as opposed to like, we've blocked these things out. Interesting. So. What is, let's go through the archive formula for this. I, I think I this think movie is going to be this might fit. So, the one he- that's going to be closest to fitting of to all, this month. the entire month. Samuel Ziarkov was a, an exploitation producer, director, writer, and filmmaker who created an acronym based on his name for a perfect exploitation movie. So, Arkov. A, action. Yeah. Yeah. This is... 
It's a pretty. It's pretty action heavy. And the scenes um, move like it. it yeah. Oh really yeah. Moves. Well, that's what one of my complaints was. It's too fast, right? Yeah. Revolutionary. Yeah. I mean, at the time we did have the movie The Sixth Sense. We did have, but this is a different kind of play on it. Does that make sense? Maybe no. Mm. I mean, it's it's standing on things that have happened like movies from the past like changeling yeah and and kind of adding extra elements i don't think i would give it a full point for evolutionary but it's doing something kind of different with it which i appreciate enough different enough that it's interesting okay uh killing we don't see the killing on screen um is i mean dude shoots himself yeah, but they don't really show anything. I mean, it's not very graphic as far as killing. But yes, there. I mean, there is killing. There is obviously a ghost who's very haunting. Um, <clears throat> oratory. <laughs> Here's I, what I remember. You impregnated my sister. She's six weeks pregnant. Bummer. That's what I remember about this movie. What about you? Uh, I remember a few Kevin Bacon lines. I, I enjoy, like, I enjoy. Okay, <laughs> I so. I enjoyed him. I mean, I don't think it's... It's definitely not Shakespeare. It's not going to go down as like, holy shit, like, this movie is... A phenomenal. quotable thing ever, but... Okay, so maybe maybe an oratory, and then fantasy and fornication. Fantasy a, by default. By default, yeah. Ghost. The fornication, there's a bit of a... I mean, there's a sex scene. Um, so, yeah, and, and Kevin Bacon is naked a lot. There's, yes. there's nudity in this movie. So like, okay, I would say it. It definitely, if any movie this month, it checks. I would the say we're four out of six. We're two thirds there. Yeah, more than, which is more, like you said, than the other one. So okay, I'll give it to it. Also, it hits the unofficial Arkoff and Roger Corman um, metric, which is can it be an hour and a half? Oh yeah. So that way we can show it as a fuckload of times in the course of a day at a drive-in. Yeah. Or at a quick turnaround, theater, like. It hits that box, too. It's very, very short. It's almost like it should say Arkov with an exclamation point, and the exclamation point is quick. Okay, do we have any trivia or anything cool kind of tie-ins to this movie? I mentioned Paris from Gilmore Girls. I mentioned uh, Snow White from (laughs) Once Upon a Time. Uh, Uh, Just a couple things. We got... The the things that appear on television. Oh, wait, before you start that. Josh was 100% correct in the first half when we talked about the one actor. And you're like, you'll know him when you see him. He was like everybody's dad in the 90s. Yeah, he was right. I don't remember his name right now. But as soon as I saw him, I went, oh, yeah, he was. He was like everybody's dad in every movie or even like... um, Kevin Dunn. Like a bit part in TV shows, like as a dad. Yeah, Kevin Dunn. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Um, (laughs) I will allow you to continue. So the television plays a couple movies. It plays The Mummy Shroud. It plays Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Because you didn't have to pay to play Night of the Living Dead. I noticed that right away. And it has a children's show, which... um, Uh, H.R. Puffin stuff. H.R. Puffin stuff, but it wasn't. Oh, what is it? It's a show called Lidsville. Lidsville? Lidsville? Which aired on ABC from 1971 to 1973. It was similar to H.R. Puff and stuff. That's before my time. Um, yeah. My sister remembers H.R. Puff and stuff. I wonder if she'd remember Lidsville. Yeah. And the close-up of the safety pin going through. Oh, that was foul. That was a stunt person. They brought a stunt person in and just, they're like, we're going to pay you a stunt fee for the day to just drive a safety pin through your hand. All right, man. All right, whatever. Easy money. Let's do this. Easy money I've ever made. Uh, and the the ghost, the ghost movements. Oh yeah, about, they did have the twitchy movements yeah, that I don't like. Del Toro talked about trying to figure out 
a way to make Santi move. Mm-hmm. And what that well, because he like. was very fluid with the yeah. water. And the way they did the ghost movement in this is they had the actress playing the ghost walk slowly, but like move very naturalistic, and then they sped the film up every time she was. I'm there. glad you explained that. I was wondering if they sped her up or slowed her down because it almost looked like they dropped every other frame. Like she was moving normally, but it was like I was blinking. You well, know? if she if they drop every other frame, it would it would just be a very herky jerky. It would she would disappear, yeah. reappear, disappear, reappear. This is like she moves unnaturally mm-hmm. fast. I'm glad you explained that. Sorry. I forgot I was curious about it. Anything else? I think that's it. There's not a lot to talk about this movie. I I would watch this again. This I like would it. I like this movie. Oh, yeah, I, I don't love it. It's definitely not gonna. You know, when we talk about what's your favorite scary movies of all time, even what's your favorite ghost movies, it's not gonna be in your it's top. Not this, but I will say I that enjoyed the shit out of this. This movie. would be a movie I would watch with my with the fourteen year old. Yeah, he would think this is interesting. I would like to bring up that at the base of this poor girl's uh, murder, um, she is sexually assaulted. They're raping her. When she actually accidentally dies, and nobody talks about that, they talk about she died, and oh, our kids had already killed her. Like, what else could we do? Your two sons sexually assaulted a special needs person. Like, the murder is a separate issue. It's a heinous one, but let's back up. There's a lot to unpack with what those two boys did. Talk about that for a second. Um, I don't think the dads knew. About that half of it? Because they didn't ever get her clothes off, right? But he's grabbing at her, he's pawing at her. No, he's, like he's grabbing at her and pawing at her, right? But she dies. So when when they knock her down, like they they knock her down and knocks one of her teeth like her front teeth out. Her front tooth out, um, yeah. Um they you know, she snaps off one of her fingernails and it's the grossest part of the whole movie. I don't think that's possible, but okay. And they end up like she's screaming and they put the plastic from the construction for her face to quiet her and she dies. Right. So she's dead when they would have went and got their respective fathers. Mm-hmm. So they get to tell whatever story they want to. And of I course guess. they're not But we never like, hear that. Yeah. But they're not they're not going to go, Yeah, we were trying to like rape her and she wouldn't let us, so we killed her. So I'm sure they're going to come up with something slightly, you know, like, no, we were fucking around. Well, then that would be a perfect way for it. Because the one father ends up, the one whose son tries to kill himself, um, the one father ends up kind of saving the day. And because he's he's like, I can't live with this anymore. Like, it's killing my son. He did this. I feel as though when Kevin Bacon's character went and confronted him before we know that he's part of it. If he said, like, they tried to rape her. And, like, that's what snapped him. Like, they didn't tell me that half. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it it just... There definitely could have flushed it out a little bit more. But that's to my under... Like, I don't think anyone's going to be like, yeah, I did this horrible thing. But let me also tell you about this other horrible thing I did right before. Well, wouldn't you say, like, why the hell was she in that house? Why did you bring her in there? Why was there... I'm... I'm sure the kids, and this is just me speculating about not real people. Right. But I'm sure they were probably like, you know, we were drinking, we were hanging out, you know, we started goofing and she started freaking out and she fell and hit her head and she was screaming and we were trying to get her to stop and then, you know, Uh, we fucked up. But again, I shouldn't have this many questions. Like, these are questions that should be asked during, like, (laughs) post-production. You know what I mean? That get addressed. And again, I don't think that... With that, I don't. I think that's a consideration for you, 
But I don't think that that's something that most people are like. Why wasn't that addressed? Yeah. Because hmm. it's just um, like, you know, um, it was a horrible thing and it happened. And then at the end of the day, she finds some sort of peace and everyone's, you know, like the kid, the two dudes, the cop and his son are shot. Yeah. The Kevin Dunn's son shoots himself. Like there's some sort of justice. I'm sure that's how people look uh, at it. Yeah. And it sucks that she's dead. But and her family has no closure or understanding, and yeah, there's a lot of toxic masculinity in this movie. Yes, but the two—that's a good way to put it. Yes, the there two, is. Well, the villains. Cause let's say they're broadly there are four villains because like so we're the saying cop, the two fathers son, and okay the two sons and the Kevin Dunn's character and his son and Kevin Dunn's like a nice guy and it's eating away at him but Seems he's still complicit be. in it. Yes, which makes you the bad guy. Correct. Um. And they're covering up this murder, this attempted rape and this murder that their sons did, right? So mm-hmm. it's this gener- generational toxic masculinity. Yeah. And I, I don't know what else to say. Yes, that's and correct. And the thing is, like, I talking about it like this, it. What? <laughs> I, I like this movie a lot, but I think it would have been maybe more interesting if the wife had been the one to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Rather than, you know, white knight guy, have it be her. That would be nice. And it would also be a way to kind of bring the three of them together and re-solidify their shaky family. It was dictated by the fact that Kevin Bacon is the biggest star in the movie. So clearly he's going to be the lead who figures everything out. That's understandable, I I guess. I think it would have been maybe more interesting if she would have done it. I think you're right. What are we doing uh, next week? Uh, what are we doing? We're, we're going to the 80s. Okay. We, we were so we're jumping from 99 back to the 80s. Where are we going? The late 80s. I think it's 88 for Lady in White. Lady in White? I'm actually really looking forward to watching this. This is the um, most heard of child-friendly movie. of our movies will be Lady in White. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, until then... I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yay. I like this movie. I did it. Whatever. <laughs>